<sighs> oh boy. Welcome back, gamers. This is Andrew Gonzalez. And unfortunately, this is Josh Edgerton. And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we watch sometimes terrible movies based on video games. And this week, we walk through shit, flick some nips, cringe at a bunch of stereotypes, and see Dave Foley's dick. And the 2007 piece of shit, Postal. Sorry, like I'm very yeah, thank sorry. Thank you for your service. Thank you for taking the time and um entertaining us by actually watching the movie. But we're so sorry. If you were smart enough, you turned it off after the first scene. Because even, I wanted to. Because I will even say, like, I saw the trailer and it was kind of misleading. Where I was like, okay, this could be kind of zany. Yeah, just like Maybe stupid, shitty. You know, see a lot of tits and whatever, and it's rated R, so you expect like violence, and it's dumb. But what you get is just way worse than, I mean, it, it looked like a low-budget movie. It had a couple people that had J.K. Simmons in it. They got Vern Troyer. Oh, yeah, that's a big ask. Uh, whoever that redhead main character guy is, who was some uh, character from some old show back in the day. Titus. He was Titus's brother in Titus. I remember that. Because, um, you don't remember that show? It was, it was, it was on Fox. It was really funny. Zach Ward was the guy's name. He played Postal Dude. That was... uh. The character's name was named casted as Dude. Yeah. He actually went for one of the police officers. That's what he was casted for, but then he ended up getting the part as Postal Dude. Mm. Well, sorry. <laughs> that sucks, man. Yeah, we greatly apologize again if you, you watch this movie, and you're probably going to... I think we're going to do some. I think we're gonna do something a little bit more fun with our game over and continues, because I think right now we don't even have... You don't even have to wait till the end of the episode, because I'm going to tell you right now, this is a fucking game over. This, this movie should be taken off of streaming yeah. services. It I doesn't deserve it was to be on, free on Prime. I, 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 okay. That's I guess the only upside is I didn't have to pay three ninety nine yeah. on Prime to view this. Or even if you could find this movie on YouTube and it's some fucking person who puts like a border around that says "Please subscribe" or like whatever that shit is to avoid avoid royalty issues, just don't watch it. Yeah. It's not worth your fucking time. You could do anything. Go fucking plant <sighs> a tree. Go like sir, do community service at like a veteran center or something. Anything. But listen to this episode because we need you to. Yes, please. All the monies we'll, we're not we'll making. We'll try to make this, it yeah. uh, So Postal was technically supposed to be released in 2007. It's listed as 2007, but was actually released in America in 2008. Um, its director is UV Bull. That infamous son of a bitch who has done basically every bad video game movie that we've watched so far. Oh, yeah. And he, oh, my God. He's a terrible director. The screen, the edit, editing in this was awful. The fucking camera shots in this movie was fucking awful. And is it me? Or does it seem like every one of his goddamn movies? It's 2007. Fucking Silent Hill was a more beautiful movie than this and came out two years before it, right? And this looked like it was filmed in the year 1990. Yeah, on someone's like giant handy cam that 
they have to fucking nestle on their shoulder because it's so big or they had that big ass tripod. Everyone's uncle had that big ass camcorder that you're like, can I try it? And they're like, no. I thought you were going to say everyone's uncle was holding up that camera at the same time. Yeah. Filming this movie. No, I um, just clearly this director doesn't have any respect for America or or its citizens or anything like that because of the choices they make and the quote unquote dark humor they think that they're coming across as doing. But uh, and we'll we'll get into it. But even the first scene pissed me the fuck off and i you know what i'll claim i'm not the biggest patriotic person in the fucking world i'm not i still love this country i know there's a lot of things we could do better i know we could probably be less divided but watching the first fucking scene of this movie actually really pissed me off it was so stupid it was so stupid so the movie starts out we got two terrorists terrorists it's a recreation of flight 93 Flight 93 was the, the flight where the passengers overtook the, tried to overtake the the terrorists that had hijacked the plane, and they unfortunately, it still flew into the North Tower. But in this, the, basically, they're trying to make the terrorists come out as like, oh, we changed our mind because we called Osama, and he said, we're not going to get as many virgins as before. Waka waka, let's go to the Bahamas. It was like a three-minute dialogue of talking about how many virgins they're going to get when they after they kill themselves with this plane. It was fucking disgusting. It wasn't funny. I was like, this is stupid. And then as Josh was about to get into, they're like, you know what? Fuck this. Because they call Osama and he and the acting's so terrible because he doesn't even ask Osama the question. He says, yeah, I have a question about the virgin. Oh, so there's not going to be as many as was promised. Yeah. And it's like and that's supposed to be like slapstick, dark suicide bomber jokes yeah that's not even the worst part of it the worst part of it is that they actually show the passengers break in and because there's a scuffle they're trying to take them out they're trying to say that the american citizens the passengers are the ones that got flew the plane into the north tower and it literally it it fucking shows it happening as the opening scene of the movie cut to title card yeah and they're just like yelling at the passengers bahamas we're going to the bahamas and it's it's just it. It was just. And again, I'm not an. I'm not the most patriotic person. I never have claimed to be, but I just I found it disgusting. <laughs> and and just when you you were just getting that sour taste out of your mouth, we get a scene that made me gag. We have we meet our character dude, postal dude, and his wife, the bitch who is in the video game, as the bitch. Oh god. Yeah. Oh my god. And um, he drinks milk and then pukes it up and it's all chunky. And I was just like, oh, my God, this movie is just disc. I maybe it's just me, but I can't when I see puking on TV, it like I can't. Which, which is funny because like for you, that disgusts you. But then when we were watching that Dark Crystal show and like snots were dripping out of one of the puppets, I was like, I can't watch that. You're like, I think this is fucking beautiful. Oh, no, I, I said I it's love cool, it. but I was like looking the, like to the corner. Oh, I can't watch puke. It's like, no, I can't really either. But Every time I see that Office episode where Pam is pregnant. Oh, and, with and the devil egg. Yeah, and they, the everyone devil pukes. egg yeah. and everyone just starts puking. I, I, I want to puke myself. Yeah, I uh, I don't have that weak of a stomach. Well, like uh, that's not true. But stuff with like snots, I can't deal with stuff with snots. That I that makes me gag. But puke, I'm just like meh. Snots. Uh, I watched Ernest Scared Stupid last night, and uh, there was a lot of snots in that. Drink, drink, talking, talking about, about better, better movies. movies. And ladies and gentlemen, we um, 
we usually only have like a beer that we sip throughout. But um, yeah, we both basically chugged half of one immediately before starting because I'm drunk, man. Oh, I just yeah. can't. Like, it's the only way I'm going to get through talking about this because I didn't want to come over here. I was like, Andrew, can we just fucking nix the whole the whole idea, the whole podcast? <laughs> I almost said I quit. You know, too bad we're not he drinking. He did say he quit. Too bad we're not drinking Miller's this time because every time we could just be like, oh, it's Miller time. Well, freaking cores. Tap the Rockies, baby. Tapping the Rockies. So we get an introduction to our character in this movie right off the bat is doing whatever it can to just whip jokes at you and hope that they land. Like, mm-hmm. every line is a fucking joke. Gross-out humor of him puking up the milk into disgusting fat wife jokes because his wife is a fat, obese lady who can't get out of a trailer, and then dog shit joke because he steps on dog shit immediately after into fucking hillbilly jokes because of his neighbor into fucking tough guy jokes. Like, it's... It's trying to, and then like fucking terrorist jokes. It's just like, the, it, it didn't pick a lane. It's and picking it, all the lanes. And it was weird because everyone around him where he lived was like super hickish, but he wasn't. Yeah. Everyone except him yeah, he's was like, a fucking hick. I talk normal. Everyone's like, <laughs> oh, I fuck your wife. Yeah, babe, pretty much. Yeah, that's, ooh, spoiler. His wife, a giant fat lady who can't move, is gets fucked by everyone. Yeah. It's great. I love seeing that. <laughs> I mean, you don't see it, but you see it. Uh, what was that? I For a moment, I thought that woman was... Uh, what was that little child, like, model girl that was, like, tubby? Honey Boo Boo? Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> I thought it was Honey Boo Boo's mom. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that bitch looks like fucking uh, Krang, Krang suit. <laughs> That's my favorite meme. I yeah. fucking love it. Uh, can we can we watch Honey Boo Boo instead of this <laughs> do this podcast? So the the postal dude goes to a fucking company. Yeah, it's a job interview. It's just a job, and, and they just fuck lunch. him over. And it's just it's, it's it's the it's well this whole scene the whole time this is what pretty much kind of buckled me in to to like well I was buckled in because I had to, had to be you buckled have in. to watch it yeah. but but I. Uh, this whole scene made me just be like, so this is what I'm fucking in for. So the interview is like this dude who is some, com- I assume he's some comedian at the time. I didn't even want to look him up because he was terrible. He, he was overacting, trying to be like, I'm funny. I'm going to fuck you. Like the interview has pikes on heads on pikes, which I assume they're supposed to look real because they don't. They don't look but at all. But they're implied to be real heads. But the postal dude's like, that's sick. That's, wow, I can't believe that. And he was like, oh, they're paper mache. And then blood starts dripping out. And Yeah, I guess he basically says it's the heads of the people he had to climb over to get to. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever, I'm falling asleep, top. dude. It doesn't matter. But then he, he goes to the interview. And I didn't know if actually we wanted to have a little fun with this. And you could be the secretary and I'll be the. With what? What I do you want me to do? Down here. Well, yeah, it's not close to you. I'll just be both characters. Um, I wanted to read the interview questions because this is... Alright, I'll drink them. This, if you have not seen the movie, this is the type of movie and humor this fucking movie is. So, this will be the secretary, and this will be Postal Dude, and this is a back and forth of the interview questions. So the secretary I'll just, goes... I'll rest my eyes. Hold what is your greatest strength? 
I'm a really good team player. Wrong. What is your greatest weakness? Um, I'd say I work too hard. Wrong. How would you move a mountain with only a spoon? A spoon? If you were in a box, how would you think outside it? Well, if you're in a... Wrong. Last question. Question. What's the difference between a duck? And... What is wrong with you people? A duck? I came here for a job. A job. As far as I know, that a job has nothing to do with a cock-sucking motherfucking duck. You're a top candidate. And that's pretty much the scene. And I bet you just like the whole time like, wow, that was awful. I can't believe Andrew's doing that. I did a better job than that scene. And it was bad. It was bad. It was very bad. And then they did this thing being like, before we leave, can you sing our company fight song? And it goes, it's not a flag. It's a company, a high-flying company, and it'll cheerfully work you to death. But the time you are old, the pension is sold, and your cue will be your casket. It's not a flag. It's a company. A high-flying company. Now please get back to work. Huh? Please stop. Please stop, Andrew. <laughs> it, this it, doesn't add anything to this fucking movie. No. None of these scenes add anything to this fucking movie, which is why this is such a drain on my soul. <laughs> these lead nowhere. This is probably There's no reciprocal to it whatsoever. Like, it doesn't have any effect on what happens going forward nope. in this movie. Nope, this has nothing to do. Not, we won't see this. We'll see, like, the the guy who did the interview for, like, two seconds later on in the movie. But watching this movie, I felt like I blacked out after it ended. I laid down. I had to. Laid down with the lights off, with a fan on me, breathing normally, and trying to just find some sort of inner peace. Yeah. So pretty much they're just building up in this that this guy, the society is shitting on him everywhere he goes. We even have a guy panhandling for money and and being like, you big shot, come here, come here. And he, like, stupid jokes like this where he keeps telling him to come over and then when the dude turns around to, like, go talk to him, the guy goes, get out of here. And I was like, oh, that that was so funny. Mm-hmm. No, oh, and then we have the funny scene where the cops pull up to some Asian lady who can't, who doesn't know how to go through a green light, and everyone's beeping, and then the cop just gets out and shoots the lady in her car. Yeah. And then he says a joke that almost made me laugh, but I can't say it. <sighs> almost <laughs> made me laugh. Very almost. <laughs> it's just... I, uh... I think that the reference they're going for here is because I watched gameplay from the original game, and the thing is, it's very... On what you can do in... it. This is based off Postal 2. On what you can do in Postal 2, there's a wide range of things you can do. Like, you could seriously, like, set someone on... Beat someone to half to death, set them on fire, and then piss on them. And they'll be like... I would have rather someone do that to me, (laughs) or double the length of this movie... Than to fucking watch this movie. This movie was an hour and 40 minutes. Ugh, it was awful. 
I kept checking the time, which was slowing it down. And I kept taking so many notes because everything was bad about this movie. Mm-hmm. There was so many bad things in this. I thought it was going to get better when we got to our next scene where we 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 go to the denomination of organic mono monotheism, monotheism. monotheism aka doom run by Uncle Dave who is none other than Dave Kids Foley, in the Hall Kids in the Hall news radio Dave Foley. Yeah. So oh spoiler you see this man's dick in this movie. Yes. Mm. Oh the nudity and the warning was Dave Foley's penis visible for many scenes. And he goes, well, not many scenes, but like one scene, like, okay. And then he sits on a toilet. It's like, I can still see your dick. I can still see the roof. You watch (laughs) him take a shit. Uh, Oh yeah. And then there's that humor where his assistant's just like, well, I can't stand the smell. Yeah. I did think it was kind of funny though, where he was. He didn't wipe. (laughs) No, he didn't wipe either. That was gross. But. He when Dave Foley wakes up in the morning, he's got a bunch of chicks around him, and he lifts one girl's head that's just like on his crotch. You hear a popping noise that her head was just like on his dick the whole time. Oh yeah, because what we're leaving out is he is the leader of this religion, which is basically just a hippie sex cult, um, and that they've he's created this Bible based on his fake religion that's to just convince people to join the cult and you know give them money, but they don't. For some reason, there's a subplot where they're being taken. The, the IRS is coming after them for tax evasion, for and then that kind of doesn't lead anywhere. Okay. Yeah. What they never did anything with that. Well, well, they eventually did. that leads it, to the plan yeah, and roping in his the nephew. Plot? Who, the does. plan, the plan, not the plot. The plan in this movie, which is the whole hijacking of the dolls to make fucking crotchy. Money. Yeah, Andrew Crotchy. <laughs> Yeah. Crotchy, which is in the game, which is a dick. That's pretty much what Crotchy is. Yep. Crotchy is a dick. Yep. Um. Okay. Uh. Um. So there's a scene where postal. I'm getting like my my head is hot. I'm getting a fever. <laughs> uh. Postal man is in the I don't know welfare office or something or postal office or DMV. One of those fucking places where you take a number and wait. A random shootout happens and everyone just gets shot and like cops are shot and every pedestrian has a gun and the joke is that he steals the ticket from a dying Asian man's fingers and and then he's the next number and then they close the office and he gets up to the desk. Yeah. Oh, Yaka Waka, Tom and Jerry, take notes. <laughs> yeah, I thought that scene was a little too much. Um Oh, just that scene was a little too much, Andrew? Well, I mean, of trying to be funny, you know. It just, yeah. It, it wasn't funny at all. Yeah. I mean, um, I... So, uh, yeah. Um, forgot to mention that Al-Qaeda, the Taliban, is actually hiding in the town that this takes place. They were hiding in a convenience store basement after the 9-11 attack. Yeah. They're like, let's hang out in Paradise City. And then we're Paradise in a convenience store basement. And they're like, here's our plan is we're going to blow up some stuff. And they do. Suicide bomb J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. How how do they get J.K. Simmons? He couldn't have done that. Uh, uh, what's that movie where he's like the Juliana or fucking the school of music teacher? He's in a lot of things and he's always great in the characters he plays. But this, 
Juno came out that year too, and he was in that, and he wasn't good in that. He wasn't good in that. He was good in that. I think he was in Juno. Yeah, yeah, he was. That movie's great. I fucking love that movie. Not this movie. I fucking hate this movie. (laughs) But he, the the thing is, too, J.K. Simmons and well, actually, I'll get into later because I got we're gonna do a fast fact run, and Josh is gonna hate every minute of it. Um. No, I'm not, because I'm going to sound like this. You get a review. You get a review. (laughs) It's like I got a whole new co-host. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Postal. (laughs) This movie was budget $15 million and made $146K. Is that Richard Simmons over there? That's how you sound like it. Wet it out, ladies. Yeah, this movie made $146K. Guess um, what the budget was? I just said it was 15 mil. Okay. okay yeah. Sure. Even the actor Dave Foley went to Yui Bowl and was just like, you can't put that first scene in the movie because movie theaters aren't going to show this movie if you do that. And he didn't take it out. And guess what? No movie theaters would show this movie. Oh, well. Because you think Americans want to go and see that fucking 9-11 was their fault and not fucking <laughs> like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, this actually came out the week of Crystal Skull, and UV Vol- UV Bowl thought like he said it. He's like, Postal's gonna crush that movie in the box office. Joke, <laughs> joke. He's a delusional him. fucking idiot. Yeah, he th- this movie he he sucks. Like he, I I've even there's even a YouTube video I saw once where it was just like a picture of him and somebody like this man. Fuck this man. I was like, oh, well, House of the Dead was bad, but I wouldn't, like, put a video like this out. And then I saw this movie, and I want to make my own video where I say, fuck this man. Yeah. Um, I guess the main plot of this movie is that there's multiple people. The Taliban, as well as the cult, including the postal dude, because, oh... Fucking Dave Foley is the postal dude's uncle, I guess, who runs this call. Uncle Dave. And their idea is to steal all of those crotchy dolls at an event in Paradise City at a suburb called Little Germany. Wonder if there's going to be fucking Nazis there. No, they wouldn't do that in this movie. It's not that this case. A German director? Yeah. And um, so Al-Qaeda wants it because they're going to put some sort of virus in the dolls and get that avian flu, I think it was. Yeah, but they, they waited till like at least an hour and 15 in to like make yeah. that the reveal. Yeah. And the other guys want it because they can, for some reason, they sell, they're $100, but they sell for 4000 online. And that's how they're going to pay back the t- evaded taxes. The and make money too, make as money. well. I'll take Mel, and all they owed is one point three. And, 1. 3, and so. the the um, Dave Foley has a follower. Uncle Dave has a follower called Richie, and he, this guy was terrible. Probably the worst acting I've ever seen in a movie. They gave him a lot of lines, and he kept changing his voices for some reason. He became like batshit crazy halfway through the movie, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, and it made no fucking sense. Yeah, honestly, we so they go and they make this plan 
Mm-hmm. And but we also have the sexy girls that are in the movie. Oh yes, yep. They're the yep. They're the distraction so that they can steal the penis and ball shaped toys. Oh, and apparently one of them's supposed to be mentally handicapped, which they did not nope. s- mention at the beginning. There's there's this one girl who keeps acting very fucking weird, and at one point I think she eats shit. I'm pretty sure she eats shit, uh-huh. and and then at one point. Some girl, the girl, one of the girls later goes, by the way, they, and I'm not saying this defen- like offensively to anybody, but they use the word retard so many times in this movie, and it's very off-putting. And he even, this girl's like... It's 2007 also. Yeah. People still said retard back then. But still, like, and this girl just goes, you were a fucking retard this whole time, and you're... You... No, she said, I thought you were retarded. Oh, I thought, I thought it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because all of a sudden she was like, the girl's like, hmm... And this girl, like you see her do a bunch of weird shit throughout the whole movie in the background. They don't even like really focus on it. You have to like really look and you see this weird dude this girl do weird shit. And yeah. So the whole time Postal Dude's making the plan, the girls are just like moaning to themselves. They're like, mmm, mmm, mm. was Uvi just like the girls, they need to moan. We need them to moan. They're yeah. just sitting there titties out. We need moaning. That's exactly what it was. I mean, there. that's one good thing is we saw some titties. But again, that's not even that redeeming of a quality at any point. Yeah, no. Because you can't enjoy the titties because... If I want to see titties, I can just go yeah. on the internet on my phone and click my favorites and go and click one link that I have saved. <laughs> Log into your <laughs> member of Pornhub. <laughs> memberships of porn sites, dude. What the fuck are you? <laughs> What are you, a 13-year-old trying to steal your parents' credit card? Really? Like, They'll never know. <laughs> I'm this sick of scrambled HBO. <laughs> this chick's got three. Oh, wait, this is... What Total I was going to say was this movie was so off-putting, you couldn't even enjoy that shit. And they make it gross, too. Yeah, it's also weird, because, like, for the most part, like, the male actors are just grabbing these girls. All- yeah. Like, Dave Foley is grabbing them a lot. Grabbing them nips. A lot. A lot. Like, maybe those aren't, like, future actresses that are going to make it, but, no, that's pretty pretty weird. And at one point, I think one of the girls is supposed to look extremely shocked, but I don't know. These are, these are, this is porn star level of acting for these people. And maybe they are, I don't know. Maybe they just got them from a fucking porn set, and they're like, yeah, just do that. What you were just doing, but we're just not going to make you suck a dick. Well, it's like you said, that one that was just doing weird things, making weird faces at times, and I'm like, what is up with that girl? And again, I swear to God, she eats shit. And at one point, she's puking up cum. Make her puke up cum. That's what that was. Yeah. This movie is gross. If you think, don't watch this movie. Don't, if you haven't. Yeah. It was very... Oh, it was very disturbing. All right, plowing ahead. So we get to little Germany. Everyone's trying to enact their plan. And, and we find out who the voice of Crotchy is. Oh, boy, yeah, Vern Troyer. Mm. As? As himself. As himself. Yeah, he's playing himself in this movie. They didn't get him a bus, and that's the thing he has to walk. His car- no, he took a bus. They didn't get him a personal oh, car. Yeah, they, the bus dropped him off eight miles out of the city. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I forgot. I was, again... Like, this is the type of movie that I just expected to also see Vern Troyer naked because I was just like, well, 
that guy from News Radio is naked, so why wouldn't well, I show this little... Well, I wonder if he was just like, you know what, I want to be held up, because I feel like Vern Troyer in this was not his typical role. Like, he was trying to be cool, like... Trying to be cool, but there was also multiple scenes where the female characters are holding him like a fucking baby. And bouncing him like a baby. You can even tell that they ha- like they probably have kids, because one seriously is bouncing him like a baby and holding him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, bet that, I'm sure that guy is so glad he's dead now that he doesn't have to fucking listen to anyone reviewing that movie. Uh, I wish I was dead. You know why uh, they got him in there, right? No. Um, Who's from Family Ties? Gary Coleman? Yeah, that's his name, right? Gary Coleman? Gary... Family Ties was, was Michael J. Fox. Oh, okay. Gary Coleman was, what, Different Strokes? But it's Yeah, Spoons Different Strokes, something yeah. Something like that? But I'm saying his name correctly. Coleman, right? It's Coleman. Yeah, it's Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman. So Gary Coleman was in the video game, and there's a level in the video game where, because the video game seems kind of open worldish. You can go to the mall and you can go to a book signing where Gary Coleman's doing signing books, and you talk to him, and it's his actual voice. Hmm. And yeah, he ends up shooting up a bunch of people with you, and then you end up fighting him, and then that's it. And he's wearing a little white suit. They asked him to, to reprise his role, but he said he had other engagements. Yeah, even if he just stayed home and fucking diary at his bed all day, that would have been a better outcome than being in this movie. <laughs> than being in this movie. Shitting the bed for an entire weekend and not cleaning it up would have been better than filming this movie. Yeah. Sorry. So we're in Little Germany, and guess what? We get another glorious cameo. UV Bowl, the director himself. And I could not believe he he apparently owns Little Germany and he's getting an interview because they're the first place in America to be selling these crotchy dolls. It's a big event and they and have all these German things and it, some people dressed as Nazis because that's something. well that comes into play in a moment. It's no not just not just Dave Foley's crew. There was a guy dressed as a Nazi in, like, one of those, like, if you went to Disney World and, like, Donald Duck, like, those suits, it was a fucking Adolf Hitler suit. Well, makes sense because we'll get into it in just a second because when they introduce Hugh V. Bowl, they, they, he wrote for the person to say, you... UV Bull, known for making video games into hit blockbusters. Yeah. And I was like, are you seriously patting yourself on the back right now? What and it, come on, people, go on Facebook on our Facebook page or email us and tell me what fucking blockbuster movie has this fucking guy made? What what was it? House of the Dead? Movie? Was it Alone in the Dark? Because was it Blood Rain? Because I've looked at all the movies he's done and they've all sucked or got like a nine percent like this fucking movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and I bet you're all agreeing with me. I don't know who I'm trying to poke the fight with, but. Okay, the only one redeeming part of this whole movie is that they they get the creator of the original video game, Postal, to attack Yui Bowl. And eventually Yui Bowl gets shot in the dick. That's the one redeeming part and of this movie. And then says he movie. hates video games. And then he says, I hate video games before he falls over. That's the thing, too, in this. So they're trying to steal the dolls. The terrorists come to, and we don't know why at this point, 
And then there's a whole fucking shootout. And we seriously, I've never seen in a movie because I thought you couldn't do this. This is the poor taste we're talking about. And seriously, like, this is super disgusting. Go ahead, Andrew. We see kids, like, and not just, like, a mow-down machine gun. It's different shots of multiple different kids being shot. Shot in the chest, shot in the head. I think even one gets shot in the dick. And he's like, ugh, and people are supposed to think it's funny. No, this was not funny. This was disgusting. It was disturbing. And I was the whole time like, am I expected to laugh at this part? Like, and they even try to treat it funny where like one of the reporters is moving a bunch of the dead kids around her so she can be like, this is a, this is terrible. And it's like, this is going to make you style. Mm. This whole scene was stupid. And also we forgot that they tossed in this coffee girl, Faith, who's from Glow, and actually she was in season one of The Boys, small part. Uh, she she was one of the people, I think it was the episode, spoiler for boys, if you want to go season ahead. One, from season one. Season uh, one, when Maeve is doing like a, a thing outside and her girlfriend comes and visits her, but they don't know yet, the girl, the girl that's directing is her. Oh. She's been in a couple episodes. She's just one of those random actors that ends up being like, one of the directors of each movie or whatever they do in in the fucking boys. Which watch the boys. Yeah, we'll just watch that instead. Way better. I've already watched it, watch it again instead. If you haven't listened yet, we did a season two recap of the boys on the Phantom at Random podcast. And it was great because that is a good show yeah. with good writing, great acting, and compelling story. Compelling characters. Compelling motivations for the jokes because, yes, they are dark. There's a lot of dark humor in that show. Oh, yeah. But it's well done. The dark humor in this movie is not done well. It's done in poor taste. The ultimate poor taste. Yeah. And giving a shout out to Ed, thank you for coming for our last episode, which is way better than this episode. Again, yeah, Ed Final from... Fantasy Advent Children, that's just, even that wasn't good. Wasn't great. But it was, it was Schindler's List compared to this fucking yeah. movie. Like it was like Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> it was enjoyable because you know it was nostalgia. This has no nostalgia for me, and I don't know. Even seeing the gameplay, like I'm wondering who liked that game because it was like dark. It was it was yeah, there was a place for that, but it didn't have terrible jokes like this game. But you didn't did. kill kids. I wouldn't be surprised in that if you had the option. I think you had, you probably have the option in that game. You can pee on people. Well, I guess that's true. I guess if you can pee on people, you can probably kill kids. <laughs> probably kill kids, if that's your mindset. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, so little Germany, fucking Richie captures Vern Troyer as this whole shootout's going on. Puts him in a suit, his own suitcase. And I bet you're wondering, wait, what triggered the 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 shootout? Oh, just randomly. Fucking Vince, I had his name. You know what? I'm gonna cut this out. The creator, the, of the creator of Postal, fucking attacks Huey Bowl, Huey Bowl, and this is all that happens. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of people die, and then all those kids die, and we're supposed to laugh. And then Mini Me is taken away in a suitcase. I did think this was kind of funny though, because as Richie's put him in, he's like a dildo on a stick. And when we see Vern Troyer, he's he's got a flat, a glowing dildo on a stick. 
And I guess that I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then he's just smoking weed in the uh, suitcase. And then I walked away and smoked weed to clear my head before I had to fill out more shit of this movie. Probably gonna have to cut out how many times we just keep saying this movie was shit. No, I wouldn't get the point across. Um, uh, so we get a really dumb chase scene, which amounts to nothing. Um, literally amounts to nothing. They get to the location, and then we have a scene where Postal Dude just changes his clothes, and then he well, no, he doesn't. He just takes off like some. He takes off like a hat or something and cleans himself up, and he just walks up to this interview where they're talking about him and doesn't expect everyone to fucking. Like, just notice him. Oh, and then he gets chased away. Oh, yeah, because they think he started the, the riot or something yeah. like that and shot a bunch of people. Well, yeah, and... Oh, and the two police officers who killed the Asian woman are saying he killed the Asian woman. Yeah. And then he subdues a cop somehow. Takes his uniform just so he can escape. This neighborhood watch that's chasing him yep. for some reason? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Which you're like, oh, this probably means nothing. But they come back later. Which, for no reason. It's... it. For I, no reason. I, this also is a nod to the video game. Because in the video game, apparently anytime you whip out a gun at somebody, everybody in the area will whip out guns. And they all try to shoot each other and stuff like that. So I guess that's a nod to the video game. Yep. And they do the whole thing in this where they hint that the terrorists have been working with... George W. Bush. Um, yeah, that's the whole thing. Osama they're saying bin. Osama bin Laden, George Bush basically coordinate shit, and that's the type of political humor it's going for. Oh, right? yeah. And, it, and it's so weird saying that the terrorists in America the whole time, and everybody in the group has an accent, which is, like, understandable, but then Osama bin Laden does not have an accent. Osama bin Laden is played by a white guy with, like, tanning spray on or something like dark candy yeah spray. And they keep calling him sammy yeah keep calling him sammy <sighs> okay and for um, some reason again making fun of like mentally handicapped people there's like a, a special terrorist person for some reason that keeps just like mm, just sitting there like playing with dolls or doing dance dance revolution in the background or mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the type of highbrow humor we're talking about. Like, really classy, like, really, like, responsible jokes. Yeah. Um, definitely setting a good example for screenwriters going forward after 2007. Well, I'm sure seeing that box office boom. Well, Ooh. barely any box office, because what fucking what I mean. movie theaters would have ever played this, knowing what the opening scene is of this movie. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't really know what kind of common comedy they were going for it seemed like they were trying to be edgy but it was like i don't know it was like not edgy at all and it was just like poop and puke and sex jokes mm-hmm. that's all this fucking was yep and it, it just seemed like a bunch of people took like maybe went into like some some writer's room's trash at maybe like mad tv and was just like oh let's let's try this and just like say Let's these take quick... all of their Osama bin Laden jokes that didn't make it to the Mad TV show, so you know they're like they're not good. Like Bobby Lee probably wrote them all, and like we're gonna we'll make a movie, or, and they're gonna that's that's we're gonna use all of that as inspiration. Yeah, and 
and there was so much added in this that made no sense. For some reason, one of the cops, like, takes care of a handicapped guy that looks like Chum Lee from Pawn Stars. Yeah, and he's just a mentally challenged person in a wheelchair who's nonverbal, and he puts them outside to get donations and then takes the money. And then that's it. That's leaves the joke. Him in his garage. Leaves them in his, jo- in his garage. Yeah. Is that, that's funny, right, guys? Huh. Funny uh-huh. to uh, abuse the people that need the help the most. <laughs> this is uh, this is what we're dealing with. Hey, boy. And also, they mentioned, uh, uh, they made, again, you said, like, Nazis. With the whole UV Bull scene, UV Bull even makes a joke being like, yeah, some people say my movies are funded by Nazi gold. They it, are. It's true. It's true. And it's like... <laughs> Man, Nazis are really welcome in America. Which we didn't even mention that these girls are made to dress up like Nazis. And... Yeah, the whole strike team is made up to dress up like Nazis. Yeah. Hey, they're successful. They they get the they get the dolls. These girls are brought to have sex with the security so that like that's the distraction. Is that's the distraction. They that's all it. The fucking security guards. Yeah. yeah. And when the girls come out, the one that they're supposed to be mentally handicapped comes out with brown all over her face. Yeah, I didn't get that, but now I get it. Now German Scheiser porn. That's like what the reference is to that. Cool. Yep, then, you know, we had we, we had a big car scene that we're, we don't even need to talk about where... No, it's just a nonsensical scene where um, our main team is escaping with the loot. The, cop, the crummy cops are chasing them, the Taliban's chasing them. And then they show no resolution of that, and it just switches to that scene where Postal Guy yeah. goes and where they're doing the interview. And then he gets chased a bunch. Yeah. But I, I guess the gist is, is that the Taliban has taken up at Uncle Dave's sex cult mansion. Killed everybody. Killed everybody. But there's a secret bunker there that they need to sneak into. Is it a bunker, though? Mm-hmm. It's a oh. bunker. No. It's a god shelter. Yep. It's so a god shelter. At this point, Richie, this character who I fucking hated, his voice has been change- changing, and all of a sudden he's like, very into the whole religious book that that Uncle Dave made up and is being really weird about it. Taking it very literally, um, believing that the end of the world is coming, and that's why he kidnapped Vern Troyer, because one of the passages in the Bible is that, what was it, like a... A, a tiny entertainer. Entertainer will be raped by a thousand monkeys. Oh, we kind of see Vern Troyer get fucked by a monkey. Well, those monkeys were clearly not there. Oh no, they were cl- clearly not there, but they definitely put like Gorilla paws on paws. his hand, yeah, on, on his, his shoulders, shoulders, and he's just like, "Ah, my ass!" And like, you just, don't wrinkle my suit. Yeah, don't wrinkle my suit. And they just left him there, and then that was it for Vern Troyer. We bye bye Vern Troyer. You, yeah, you're not in the movie anymore. anymore. You're getting raped by CGI monkeys. And then Uncle Dave putting it he's supposed to die or something and Richie made it that way and then Richie makes out with him and then Dave Foley's like oh I'm gay that's what's been wrong with me this whole time now I feel okay with myself and I feel more alive this is a new beginning of my life and then he gets shot and then grabs a boob and goes oh I guess I'm bi as he's dying as he's dying what we did skip one thing one thing that was actually I thought was funny so when when uh when postal guy is sneaking into the house, he picks up a cat 
and oh puts a gun to the cat's God. asshole and uses that as a, si- as a silencer, and the cat's just fine. That I thought was like, okay, that's funny. Yeah, I thought I thought that was like um, some naked gun comedy right there. Yeah, that was definitely some Leslie Nielsen type shit. Yeah, I I did think that was funny, but that's it. That's it. And that never happens again, and it leads nowhere. I didn't look it up, but I, that makes me wonder: is that a thing in the game? Like you pick a cat. Oh, I mean, they they have stuff like that, like. You have a cat and you're shooting bullets or something, or and there's stupid stuff like that in the game. And to mention, usually in these video game movies, there'll be like an arcade or something like that, and or they'll mention the video game. In this, they just mention video games throughout the whole. No, no, no. They did mention the video game because that's why the creator of the video game is attacking him because okay. he ruined the postal movie. They're breaking but, the fourth wall while they're making it. Besides that, they, okay, they did mention the movie, but that's different from what I was meaning. Like they're not like this is a movie of this video game. So yeah, they did that, which was stupid. And then also the whole movie, they just talk about violence in video games. Like mm-hmm. they make that joke constantly throughout this. Yeah, well, because the gist is is that the media is saying that the violence is because of video games only. But also, there's the subplot saying that the Taliban in America are basically the same thing. They're fighting for their religious beliefs, but how far off are their their respective beliefs from each other? One of them is the infidel, and the other is the good person, or whatever. And that just doesn't land. It doesn't land in this. No. Whatsoever. No, it doesn't at all. Yep. So we're getting close to the end, which is good. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, this is also the part where we find out that the Taliban's big plan with these dolls was that they were injecting, they had avian flu in all of them or something. And because Western... Cultures don't, couldn't figure out how to cure the avian flu. They're going to kill everyone in the America. And, yeah. And Richie wants the flu so he can spread around the world and start the apocalypse. Yeah. So that him and the followers will be free. Yeah. But he runs off and leaves the girls, and they're supposed... And it's weird, because... I don't know where he got out of that safe, and it's where that postal guy all of a sudden knows how to do electrical and make a bomb out of electrical wires in C4. That's what you're focusing on? Well, I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> and then he opens the door, and the girls are just, like, eating poison brownies for some reason. Yeah, well, he, they were told to. Yeah. And well, they're part of a cult, and when you're in a cult, you do what you're told by the leaders. And then we get, like, another joke, like... It's joke, joke, joke in this one. Like, one's just already dead. Because with a whole brownie next to her, which made no sense, they were like, she couldn't wait. She just she did a cleanse. She's on a cleanse. Oh. A cleanse. <laughs> Anorexic. Yeah, the, the jokes in this are terrible. Even when they get out of there, and then he's about to do something, and one of them just starts making out with him. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. I, she's like, I know, I know, you gotta go. And he's like, no. No, no, he's like, you're, she's like, you're married. He's like, oh, no. I wanted to give this other girl a try. And then apparently they bang or something, and then... And then it says two minutes later. Waka yeah. Waka, he's, he comes quick. He come quick. 
Oh, boy. He bumps into the coffee girl that they keep showing over and over again. Faith, which is... Well, this is after that he mows down. Like, he gets chased by a mob of people. Oh, and yeah. then mows everybody down. And I just love that, like, all of the people, like, are laying just, like, flat with their legs straight, which is not, like, you don't, no one falls like that. And then there's, like, people who are dead, but they're, like, sitting on stuff or leaning against a wall, like, oh, this is what a, this is what a body falls like. I'm already in rigor mortis. It's been 15 seconds since I died. They probably paid those people nothing, too. They probably got as many extras as they could so they could, like, pay them. They filmed it at a trailer park. The extras are probably just the people from the trailer park who thought that was like, this is my big break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on a TV. It's going to be a good movie. I can't wait to be in, what is it, Pastel? What's this movie? Some artsy fartsy mm -hmm. film or something? I hope it's in the $5 bin of Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Bundled with Postal 2. Bundled with Postal 2. The Reckoning. Oh, my um, God. Okay. Wow. So we've made it to their back of the trailer yeah. park. And Faith all of a sudden has a gun, too. And they're buddies. And they like each other now for some reason. And then they go. Oh, she, belie she believes his story about the thing from the trailer. Like, Why is she even there? Like, her part. Like, there is no. that Like. We, we, she's in throughout the Because they need movie. to have another in unhinged character that can, like, be on the same side as Postal Dude. And she didn't believe him when he's like, what did he say? He says something in the trailer like, I need to stop a, like, a terrorist attack in a, in a sex cult from bringing the end of days. And she's like, haha, I don't believe you. And then randomly, at the, a, same, time. At the same time, a terrorist, well, we'll just, the Taliban, and a random mob uh, cult person runs up and he shoots them both. And she's like, now I believe you because you murdered two more people. And then there's a giant shootout at the trailer park because the cops are there fucking his fat wife. For some reason. For some reason. And he's just like, I, Postal Guy's like, I'm going to blow this place up. I'm going to blow them up. And then everyone gets there and they just start shooting them and shooting at each other. And it's literally a five to ten minute scene of Multiple people, Taliban and fucking random cult people, random people from the trailer park shooting at these two people, and nobody hits anybody somehow. Everyone's well, got they do. Guns. They do the stupid joke where they shred a car to pieces uh, yes. with like machine gun fire. Yeah, and all that's left is the door, and the door falls, and everyone like most of them run out of ammo, and the door falls, and there's postal guy and Faith, and they're just like, damn, like, ugh. And then Postal Guy has this whole fucking thing about how we're all the same. And then, again, I thought, like, especially since they were heavy-handed on the Nazi shit, I thought this was not cool either. Like, when he goes, you know, we all want the we all like the same things. And one, and one person goes, we hate Jews. And everyone goes, yeah, uh-huh, I, yeah. I thought that was funny. Yeah, but it was in poor taste, especially with, the, like, all the Nazi shit. In this. Yeah, You're going to add that to this fucking movie? Yeah, but this was... It, I thought it just I like dumb absurd humor like that and that yeah. that it, and of course it was nobody major in the film got actually a well timed joke like maybe it's maybe it is in poor taste because of the Nazi stuff and but it was a well timed joke it was a well timed joke and, and I they didn't even give it to any of the main characters I, I know and I probably would have thought it was funny if it wasn't how off color a lot of the jokes were about. 
you know, I had to grasp at anything that made me like even be like, oh, okay. <sighs> and then he's like, "Can we? Do you want to? You can either shoot me, or we can hug it out. Hug it out." Yeah. And then they're just like, "And of course, him. yeah, of course, you know exactly what's going to happen." And they all start shooting at him again, and somehow he dives back behind the car that supposedly had just been destroyed to the point of only having a car door, but now they have more cover that they can be behind. And how does he get the? Oh, he okay. He steals a police cruiser. Yeah, he, he, they steal the uh, the guns and stuff out of it, right? And that's then they make their final stand and shoot a bunch of people. That's when Osama runs away to make his phone call, right? Yes. Is this also? And it might have it might have been when they were actually getting to this point. There's a point where they're either in the police cruiser, him and Faith, or oh they're in the God, thing, and, and again. About unnecessary stupid garbage that doesn't need to even be in this movie. He's just like, I got a hangnail. And she's like, oh, I hate that. And she's looking at her hangnail. And there's a woman in the street with a stroller. And she screams and leaves the stroller there. And they run over a baby. They kill a baby. They kill a baby. Oh, so edgy. Oh, so funny. Like, this is really funny. This is so well, I mean, at least they don't show the baby hitting the fucking pavement. Like, they showed shooting children in the head and yeah, chest. Yeah, no, it was terrible. Um, but then again, it's, it's pretty much the end. Osama bin Laden, you, they do a whole payphone joke where him fucking calling George Bush. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he goes like, you know what, George? I can't quit you. I can't quit you. <laughs> I would have broke back mountain. Come out like, recently. what the fuck? <laughs> and it was so quick. They were probably like, we don't have a lot more time in the movie. Just quickly. I can't quit you, and he just like runs away. Yep, and and then uh, that's it. Yeah, we have well, he, he blows he, up the trailer he, park where his fat wife and the cops were, and the, their body parts spray uh, three blocks over later yep. everywhere on people, and then they drive off. They drive well. They stop, and they hear the radio saying that the government has declared that the attacks were from China and India. Oh yeah, and they're launching nuclear strike. They're launching twenty nukes over there to decimate that country. And then they find out that those other countries also launched nukes at America. The final scene of this is literally just Osama bin Laden and George Bush running through a field, holding hands, skipping along as fucking nukes get dropped on America. And that's the end of the movie. And is the planet destroyed? Because I really hope so. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll find out in Postal Two. <laughs> but there was like uh, starring The Rock, an extra. Did you did you see the? There, there was, was one, some extra scene. Yeah, J.K. Simmons, which this part, like, well, uh, this this was probably a scene that they cut out from earlier because yeah. he's already been killed at this point. They kill him so quickly, and like his character was, his character was a person who was basically saying that like. He was siding with what the terrorists and like all of them were saying, yeah. like, but he died so quickly, and I would have loved to have seen his character more. He was pretty much calling out, being like Osama bin Laden and George W. Bush are friends, and yeah. he was like calling out everything in this movie and being truthful, and that's why he gets blown up by the Taliban. Which it was a weird scene because the Taliban guys saying goodbye to like cereal snacks and, stu- and snacks and stuff before blowing himself up. Yeah, but we get an extra scene, and I because I was like the credits roll, and I'm like, this is his ten more minutes in this movie, and it's just him saying that like 
the people of 9-11 aren't heroes, the people that died. He's like, they're not heroes. They were business people taking money from people. How are they heroes? And he's like, they didn't do anything. They were just in a business building going to work. And I was like, why? Why are we doing this? Like, mm-hmm. why? What is the point of this? There is nothing to gain. You've already shit on 9-11. Yeah. Let's do some more and add this. It's surprising that hit him, an actor who's, like, if you watch the movie Whiplash, the movie I couldn't think of earlier where, that he's in, it, it's it's an incredible performance on his behalf and the other actors. So it's basically like, have you ever, you know anything about that movie? I've, I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just the movie where it's like that really, like, high-level, collegiate, like, um, performance group at, like, like, a crazy school. And he's the teacher that makes, like, decides who is going to be on this. And it's like a jazz thing or something. And, like, he is just the biggest fucking piece of shit. And it's amazing. It's an incredible well, acting performance hey, from Jay him. Jamison, he's a good, he he's, plays a, he's good, a ass- good actor. Yeah. He's a good asshole. But. And State Farm. Oh, yeah, that's we his best performance. Farmers. Dun, 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 dun. Um, yeah, I'd rather watch every one of those commercials back to back than have watched this movie. Like, just for the rest of my, like, every time I close my eyes, kind of sleep, and it's just like, oh, do you need life insurance? <laughs> And after that scene, too, they they re-show, I don't know if there's extra to it, but I watched two minutes of it, and it was like, I can't. They re-show the scene of the conversation with Uvi Bull in the movie, and I'm like, why are we seeing this again in the post-credits? I was like, you know what, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, it's not anything new. I was like, I don't need to watch the rest of this. I don't know if anything's supposed to funny happen to that, or if it's That's where I but I was just like, like I'm not I watching eight more minutes of this shit. I could not wait for this to end. On that note, Josh... Let's get to our scores. We should. Okay. At least um, like we're not doing game overs, so. Yeah. So the cheese factor, Andrew. How cheesy was this movie? And I'm only giving this because it was terribly cheesy, and it was real. And I, I'm see you, you scoring as it was it good cheesy. Now it's no, I can also I was very fair with Dra- Double Dragon with that true, cheesy true. too. I, get, I gotta say, man, this is an eight. It's a I I, I don't want to give it a ten because I hated this movie. I'm even I don't want to give it an eight either. But the cheesiness was terrible in this. It was so cheesy that them trying to be cheesy just made. It even looked like it was filmed cheesily. No, I didn't find any merit of like good cheesy or bad cheesy in this movie. I gave this a one out of ten. There's nothing of merit in this movie that happens that is following any sort of like, oh, that's like dumb 90s cheesy stuff. Or like, oh, that's like good cheesy classic like horror or action or taking tropes from, like, you might think they're cheesy back then, but, like, recreated a newer movie. Yeah, that's cool. So many things were done in such poor taste. I gave this a 1 out of 10. Okay. I think we're both looking at different aspects. Yeah, we're looking at it differently. That's fine. But But I'm not changing my score. We're both right in different aspects. Yes. Basically, you're giving it an 8, stating that it's so cheesy that it's that bad. And I'm saying that I didn't see what you're seeing as as good or bad cheesy. 
So I don't think it deserves anything. Just, most of the jokes, even the one where he's in the interview and he goes to sit in the chair and the chair is so like discombobulated that he can't sit and it's supposed to be funny and it's cheesy and it's bad. Yeah. None of the jokes landed. It was terrible. Okay. Um, so the good movie factor. I'll go first. This movie gets a goose egg. This is a movie that people should not see. I'm actually going to one-up you a little bit on that and give this a zero point. Fuck this movie. So it's a point five for you. No. That's what the point means. Though. Well, no, no, no. To me, it's a point fuck this movie. Because, as usual, well, in this aspect, itself. adding a point, just like this movie, makes no sense. Yeah, ultimately, this isn't. Um, this is would never be considered a good movie, and it's not. It shouldn't even be considered a tolerable movie. If you have any respect for yourself, don't watch this movie. Don't watch this movie. I don't respect myself for watching this movie. It angers me. <laughs> the <laughs> choices they made anger me. Everyone at home or in your car or whatever, uh, I gotta say, Josh has been like in a foul mood since he showed up after he watched this movie. It, it's not even like House of the Dead. I was just like, Oof. I felt more tired and just yes, like tired. This movie just it makes me sick because it was just they were doing whatever they could to be a, a like offensive. Offensive, yeah. And it's and like offensive humor. Sometimes, if it's done right, can be comical. And this is, sometimes, if you are a psychopath like me, you can find humor yeah. in stuff like that. But this isn't funny. And this, and this is why you're probably not going to be happy with my next score. Comparable to the game, I, I actually gave it like a four out of ten. I was going to give it a six point. Fuck this movie. Yeah. Um, because the the game is about just random rampage brutality and, and brutality and on people, and it was and like, dumb, crude humor. Because so even when I sure. saw it, was like I saw a guy get uh, tasered, set on fire. And as he was burned to death, you pee, the guy peed on him, put him out, and the guy was like, Kobe, still like alive, crawling on his knees, and then uh, beat to death with a shovel. And I feel like that in this movie, they're like, oh, well, the, the game is very edgy and very, like, ooh, controversial because of the violence. We need to do the same thing in this movie. And that's, I guess, you know, makes it, the, like the video game, so unfortunately, I give that a six point for this movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess it is comparable to the game, which has crude and it's graphic and there's a lot of violence. So whatever. On that note, since we've already decided at the beginning of this episode that this is a fucking game over, this is a massive game over. I'm gonna do. I wouldn't recommend anyone ever trying to watch this movie. A small segment of. Andrew's Fast Facts. <laughs> Just so I can hear Josh's thoughts on these Fast Facts I got on Postal. So the first Fast Fact I have for you, Josh, the cat animatronic they used for the cat silencer cost them $45,000 to create, and it appears for only two seconds in the movie. They did it, instead of CGI, they did animatronic. They probably busted their CGI nut on all the monkeys in oh, yeah. that one scene. Oh, well, they were probably like, oh, man, this silence, this is going to be the best scene. 
It I, probably I was, was the best scene. It was the best scene, honestly. It's the best scene in the yeah. movie. Um, so, according to UV Ball, I keep saying Bull, I don't care. Whatever. UB, I'm going to call him UB. In several interviews and the DVD audio commentary, no big agencies wanted their stars in the movie. Vern Troyer, Dave Foley, Larry Thomas, and J.K. Simmons came to the casting call against their agent's wishes because they wanted to be part of this movie. J.K. Simmons, I'm more, I'm really more shocked about that. That's concerning. Yeah. Which also, um, another fast fact on that, apparently that part where he was saying that the people inside the building were not heroes of 9-11... I don't know how much I believe this because I don't want to believe this. I heard that was improv. Like no, improv. I believe it. Listen, if you do research, there was people like that back in the day. There was a lot of people when nine eleven happened. There was people that believed that that probably still believe that they probably watched that Zeitgeist movie and that's where they got it. So he probably just researched a person that was like that, and that's what he was channeling for that. I just felt like it made like a more sour taste in my that's mouth. That's why in this movie. he was the only passionate character in the movie. I want, even though he was a terrible fucking piece of shit character, I still wanted more of that character. This is the only one that seemed like they gave a fuck. Yeah. Well, apparently UV Bull, I mean UV, cared about night. Also, about ninety percent of the actors who played the Taliban are Jewish. Yeah. According to UV Bull, there's no so proof funny. of it though. It's funny. Um. In the, this is this is I can't believe they did this. New York New York Post. In early 2007, the New York Post showed a seven-second clip of the infamous window washer scene to some of the families of the 9-11 victims. What? Mm -hmm. Telling them this is the joke in the new movie Postal by UV Bowl. Of course, they found it tasteless to make fun of 9-11 and its victims in such a fashion. But the scene was the punchline, not the entire joke. The real joke was made on the Taliban three minutes before that scene. According to Uwe Boll, the New York Post actions were more tasteless than any of the movie's scenes could ever be. And he's he the most fucking delusional person that lives on yeah, this earth. He considered it an attack against New York Post. New York Post shouldn't have showed that. Like I, I do agree that there's no reason for them to be showing that to 9-11 victims. For him to be like, that's tasteless, and it was attack against me. So you're telling me that no nine, you're not worried about nine eleven survivors or family victims to see this in the movie theater and not them, yeah, and not be. Here's what I hope. Upset I hope it? that that Washington Post thing they did was the reason that movie theaters boycotted showing this movie. Well, yeah, if that is what led to it. Then good on them. Good. I did think that that's what they were trying to do. Good. Then they, they, then yes, it sucks what they did, but it had to be done so that this didn't get seen by a wider audience of people. And uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier. Gary Coleman was offered the chance to reprise his role as one of the central characters from the original Postal 2 video game. Probably he, wouldn't admit to being held by those fucking strippers that much. He actually turned it down because he didn't want to swear. That's funny. <laughs> Too much swearing in it. <laughs> um, do you know who Uncle Dave was supposed to be played by? I have no clue. None other than Hellboy himself, Ron Perlman. Well, 
what would you not show his dick or something and then wouldn't give maybe him a but they found Dave Foley and they thought he was better so they gave him give it to him Ron Perlman made the right choice oh. um the next next fast fact I already mentioned how UB Bowl uh planned on crushing Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of Crystal Skull which was also a terrible movie not as bad as this though yeah I, if I could if, if if I had to choose between like taking out this movie, just wiping it from existence, but in that I would have to only be able to watch Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for the like that's the yeah. can't watch TV. This is all and you get to watch. He seriously that. thought that he would be able to crush an Indiana Jones movie. It's Harrison Ford, dude. Don't matter. Also, Shia LaBeouf was still popular back then. He yeah, didn't go nuts then. But that's what I mean too. He actually thought he would beat that movie. And this makes 100% sense. UV Bull shot only three to five takes of every scene. He thought that the comedy's biggest strengths in the emotion behind the acting, which cannot be maintained when there are too many takes. Yeah, I could see that. I'm surprised it was three to five, honestly. I figured, like, everyone was just improving the entire time. That's what it seemed like. This movie just seemed like one big improv. Mm-hmm. And Josh, you'll be happy to know this. On August 28th, 2013. Huey Bull died? Nope. Oh, Bull announced he was funding production of a sequel through Kickstarter. The project was canceled on October 5th that same year due to lack of funding. Take that as a lesson, you piece of shit. And one German more... fuck. <laughs> one more, Josh. The scene with Osama Bin Laden trying to get change back from the payphone was improvised. Who cares? Larry Thomas came up with the idea and saw the payphone and told Yui Bull, and he loved it. In the original script, Osama Bin Laden was supposed to call Bush on his cell phone. Oh, so cool. This was like all the fast, like the slightly dumb, interesting fast facts I could find. Yeah, that that is so compelling. Oh, my God. That that is how delusional of a director this person is. Yeah, getting that sort of feedback, like, what if we made the the scene where it's a telephone booth and I have to keep putting in a quarter to talk to the president? Yeah, yeah that's this, funny. That's relevant. People this, know what a phone booth is now. This movie stood no chance in the year two thousand eight with movies. The top ten movies were The Dark Knight, <laughs> Iron Man. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Crystal Skull, number three. Hancock, which that movie wasn't that great. Still way better than this movie. Wally, Kung Fu Panda, Madagascar, Escape to, to Africa, I guess as a sequel. Twilight, Quantum of Scholas, and. Scholas? Yeah, Solace, and Horton Hears a Who. Those were the top 10 movies of 2008. It did not even fucking stand a chance. No. I scrolled through. The Incredible Hulk came out that year, too, at, a, at number. Um, 14, but still, I scrolled. It's not even on there at all. And come on, those top tens? <laughs> no way, man. No fucking way. What a delusional the person. Dark Knight alone. Mwah! Dark Knight alone is one of, still one of the best superhero movies of all time. Though I will be on record of this podcast saying, not because of Christian Bale. I did. I did. I was not a fan of Christian Bale's Batman. Christian Bale was amazing. He was a great Batman. He's the one that brought up the smoker cough Batman. Yeah, it was unique. 
I'm not the one wearing hockey pants. The, the reason we hate it now is because it's been parodied so much. But back then, we thought it was fucking I still unique. didn't like it. I didn't like Batman Begins. And, and I thought um, The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger saved that franchise. Though people do like Batman Begins. But it, it's just different for me because I didn't like how some of the villains were portrayed. Dark Knight Rises was all right. Tom Hardy did a pretty decent job, but it's just I didn't understand what Bane was. He was just doing a a bad Patrick Stewart impression the entire movie. This has nothing to do with Postal. (laughs) Still a better movie. Drink. I finished my beer long ago. I, I completely forgot what we discussed. But please tell me that the next movie is going to be something where I'm not going to be checking the time every five minutes. Well, it's not Postal. I can't guarantee that you're not going to be checking the time on this. But is it I... another UV Bull movie? Well, it's not Postal, so that's something to look forward to. Um, I don't know if it's UV Bull. Uh, the next movie we're going to be reviewing is Prince of Persia. With our old boy Mysterio as the lead actor. I'm sure this movie wasn't great, but... I'm looking forward to it after this weekend. <laughs> and I'm excited, too, because uh, I played the Prince of Persia games. Oh, I, I like them. Yeah, I yeah. don't remember the first one as much, but I remember the second one where you got the split personality kind of thing or the, mm-hmm. like a spirit thing, which was really cool. Um, I don't know what came first, but I kind of think this is, you know, Prince of Persia is one of those games that kind of what made Assassin's Creed what it is today and yeah. all that stuff. Well, I think this is going to... I think the movie came out when, like, the parkour they had like started really picking up like as a big thing i think it was after that james bond movie where they had that parkour opening scene is when that really started becoming a big thing and that's what this movie has to be about it has yeah. to be about a dagger that turns back time and parkour and it's jake jilly boy jakey jilly jake jilly and i you know I'll, I'll be happy to see a familiar face after seeing this garbage and yeah i'm looking forward to it and uh also i wanted to mention before we end this episode um, we've run into a couple roads when I'm editing of adding music to the podcast episode. So now we're going to start trying to put any songs from any VGM bands that w- might want us to use their stuff. Yeah, we're being pretty particular, being like, well, this is this game, so let's try and find music for this game. But like, let's just celebrate that we know so many talented people, and let's promote them. And if they got good music, yeah, we can use it. Let's just use it, because we got... out. Oh, a crazy outstanding amount of support when we asked for yeah. help. And we have a lot of bands that are letting us use their music, so let's do it. Like, if there's certain ones that we'll be doing at some point that, yeah, they may have a collective of different songs. Like, yes, it's coming at some point, everyone, but when we do the Mario movie, we'll be jam-packing that episode with different artists. But a I lot. think right now we're going to try to do a different artist per episode. So if you are a VGM band and you want us to put some of your music in an episode, find us on Facebook or email us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. That's the number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. Or, like you said, go to our website at 8bitpod.com and hit the contact us section. I always forget that it's there. And of course, as I said, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Hey, hey, on the gram. On the gram. Hit us on the gram. We don't post there, but hit us on the gram. (laughs) And again, we apologize for this movie, and we'll see you next week. See you.